0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name's Doug Huntington. This is one of those little mini bonus episodes. So it's going to be a short one, pretty quick. Some, not random updates, but updates that are not connected at all. So one of them is around Zettelkasten and taking notes. So that's actually what I talked about that. First bonus episode. Additionally, I've been making some updates over on Niche Site Project, which I will tell you about. Should be interesting on the coming weeks and months and maybe even beyond that. Little update for the case study with Andra. So that'll be that'll be a little bit different. That'll be interesting. And finally, I got another email. This one's from Crystal, which I'll I'll share some of her story, which is uh, fairly, fairly cool. I, I think it's interesting to hear from the the audience, you listener. So feel free to shoot me an email, share your story. If you have topic ideas, things you like or don't like about the show, feedback at Doug.show. So first up, the Zettelcast and stuff and taking notes. Well, like most things, I was very enthusiastic at the beginning, and I haven't had a chance to really take too many notes. I haven't been like reading uh, any nonfiction books where it makes sense to take notes from a book. That might be something that I integrate more into my weekly routine, where I set aside a few working hours per day, where I read for a while. And then I can kind of dedicate the time and and treat it a little more formally. The one thing that I have done towards taking notes is I have been trying to just like jot down in a very small little, little notebook, that can fit my pocket. Just if I get an idea and I'm walking around, if I'm walking Georgie, if I'm at the gym, I'll just jot it down. And that's been better. Now, the one thing that I've fucked up on and I haven't been doing that I could have been doing is I have these you know, few pages of notes over the last couple of days. At the end of the day or the beginning of the day, I could go through and move those random ideas over to a Zettelkasten system right over on Workflowy. I just have not done it. So as anything, it takes work to get started and form the routine around it. I'm figuring it out. But like I said, I'm not reading any nonfiction books currently. And that would, I mean, that's kind of what I was planning on doing is reading those types of books. That way it would give me something to add into the Zettelkasten and actually take some notes. And if you don't know what I'm talking about at all, listen to the episode from a couple weeks ago. That'll catch you up. I defined Zettelkasten and why I was excited to hear about it and what I'm going to be doing as long as I actually follow through. But I told you about it here. So that's, that's part of it. Just declaring that you're going to do something. So next is over on niche site project. So you have probably heard me mention if you're a long time listener, that traffic has been dwindling over on niche site project and it it's been interesting. I haven't been publishing new content or making updates on the content that was bringing in traffic. So like most sites, Niche site project was getting traffic from maybe like I don't know. Follow the eighty twenty rule. So there's a handful of posts that bring in traffic at the beginning of this year, twenty twenty one. I deleted a lot of content and redirected things and kind of did a content cleanup. And then promptly didn't go through and update the older content. So I deleted a lot of content that really wasn't bringing in traffic, and there was no issue with that. In fact in some portions of 2021, I was actually getting quite a bit of traffic. Certain posts were ranking pretty well, even though I deleted quite a bit, I was getting a a sufficient amount of traffic. As time has gone on, especially uh, there's a specific post that I'll tell you about, it used to bring in a lot of traffic. It is examples of Amazon affiliate websites. And it's a post that I originally wrote probably in the 2015, 2016 frame, And it, it brought in a lot of traffic. I played around with it over time. Sometimes I'll put in more examples of websites. Sometimes I put more of a guide on how to create an Amazon affiliate site. And I, I struggled to rank it. I think the searcher intent varies sometimes. Sometimes people want to understand how to create a site. Sometimes people want to see the example. Sometimes they want to see both. And I haven't updated the post in over a year. And before that, I think it was like two years. So it slowly stopped ranking. It slowly went out of date in the information in the post was out of date. Now, one one of the reasons is I provided some commentary about the websites, but I also put in some metrics from tools like SEMrush or Hrefs. So currently I'm using Hrefs to put in the estimates of traffic, organic traffic, of course, and the number of keywords and a couple other metrics as well. But basically that goes out of date over time. And other People in the space publish content that outranked me. Um, sometimes they came up with a whole new sort of concept, like the Hrefs version. They actually have a blog post on this, and I think they just cover seven affiliate sites. And I, th- I think I'm not sure if it's specifically Amazon, but they cover affiliate sites and they deep dive in a certain area that each of those sites can do really well or does really well. So they took a bit of a different approach. There's another site, I think, uh, Wallet Squirrel that has, I think, 50 different sites that they put on there. And I'm, I'm not 100% sure what to do with it, but that said, I have gone through and I've updated about half of the websites and updated the images. And what I'm going to do, which I think I may have a little leg up on some of my competitors, if this actually works out, where I can do website teardowns on each one of the websites that I'm covering on the site or on that page. That's something I've actually done before, and it seemed to have worked out pretty well. People do like the website teardowns. Matt GivanEC recently did that in October. He did daily teardowns. I think he accepted submissions from his audience. so people actually had their sites torn down, which I I tend to not want to do uh, just because people will copy your site. they can hit you with negative SEO. Various other bad things could happen. and I just don't want to enable that as easily. Other people like Matt, I mean, he shares his websites. He's very open with it. He's open about the earnings. He's open about all these different components of it. Um, and apparently has not run into any issues. I have run into many issues and I tend to, well, I'm pretty, I try to be private about the sites that I'm working on. And I try to protect you know, people from sharing their sites in a format where a bunch of people are going to get their eyes on it. So I could be wrong on that. I know some other of my peers, I think maybe Alex at WP Eagle has done teardowns for people from the audience and there's no ill effect. At the same time, I know I've, I've seen some copycat sites of Alex's public case studies, which tells me that people are copying them. So it may not be a huge, huge deal, but if you have enough people that are siphoning traffic off, it can make a difference. And I have seen it happen to my sites and some of my students or or friends where I've heard they have issues as well. Anyway, I have been making updates on that blog post. I hope it will make a difference. I think I'll be able to bring in kind of a steady stream of traffic from the YouTube side by creating a teardown video and sending people over for some, some kind of opt in. I have a pretty good idea the the types of opt-ins that will work pretty well, but I could pitch it for each one of those. And currently there are 18 sites that are mentioned on that page, the examples page. And I can certainly add a lot more over time. I am not sure if I want to have like a huge giant list or keep it a little bit tighter. I am not a hundred percent sure. We'll see how it goes. I think if I can continue to bring in more traffic and get views on the video teardowns, I may continue to add them and just see how it goes. I don't want to end up with a huge, huge number, but we'll see how it goes. Some some of those posts like I said have 50 plus and they just keep adding more and more. So sometimes people want to have the huge comprehensive list and sometimes people want the shorter list like hrefs providing 7. I saw another highly ranking site they have 10 on there and it's not very in depth. So one other note about the example page: I actually stripped out some of the content. Not not a huge amount, but there were some pieces of information that maybe weren't that relevant. And I think I ended up deleting maybe about a thousand words or so, which it's roughly probably like. 18%. Like 18 20% of the content I took out just because I don't think it was adding anything and I tried to tighten it up just because there will be a lot of information about each one of the sites so I I didn't want it to be too long and drag on for too long. So I think currently there's probably like 5 or 6000 words, maybe 5500 words on that post. So that's the update there and I will I'll keep giving updates because I think it'll be interesting to see what happens when I actually start updating my site and sending traffic over there from various sources, one of which is my email list. So I've just been linking over to niche site project in my emails a little more often, which I had been neglecting. I have been sending people here to the podcast or YouTube So I'm kind of shifting and I'm going to send people to the blog a little more often. I have a little update on the case study with Andra. Unfortunately, she has bailed. She pulled out of the case study. I am pretty bummed out. I think it would have been a great case study. Her site is kind of at the perfect size for growth. And I thought she was going to have enough time to put into working on the site, as well as working with me to create the content around it. So we have a nice case study. So it just wasn't going to work out. So she let me know. And unfortunately that case study is going away. So I am at a point where I am thinking about two, actually three main options. Option number one, have someone else step in And we'll talk about their site and growing it and kind of do what I have done with Christy in the past. So that's one option. So have someone else come in to do a case study. Number two is for me to create a site in a public format. That is a request that I get almost every week, or someone's like, hey, can we show me your sites? Which I, don't do for reasons i mentioned earlier in this episode and i just generally have resisted doing any public site but they do they do seem to do well when when other people do it so i'm i'm still thinking about it i'm not sure if i want to go down that road or not it's it's certainly a pretty good amount of effort and when you look at the first shit, like six months, it could be very, very slow. And that is, you know, the th- those are the parts that are kind of boring, but maybe that's the part that everyone wants to see. I'm not really sure. I also wonder, you know, what else I could add to the conversation and the body of work out there when there are already a few case studies going on in public anyway. So I, I wonder if it's even useful for me to to do stuff like that. But that is an option. So those are two. And then the third option, which I didn't um, think of until I started talking, is to not do either of them. So that is the lazier, less interesting thing. But there's a chance that I just don't do an additional case study. I will probably be working with Christy again and continue to follow along with her journey, but we haven't ironed out the details or figured out how that would look in general. So that is highly likely. The other part is it, you know, when I do a case study, it's pretty easy for me to do the updates like a podcast update or a YouTube update. I just go through and I can talk to, you know, whoever is working on the site and Get their update. What went well, what didn't go well, what are they going to work on soon? So that could that could be a, a great thing to do just because it's easy for me to do that kind of content. But anyway, um I'm I'm mulling it over. I'm thinking about it. I'm not a hundred percent sure I want to commit myself to do that much work, like me personally, if I start a new site, to do that work over the course of a year could be interesting. You know, I look at what Alex at WP Eagle did with the roof box site. He made, I think something like $79,000 in profit total. And he was able to, you know, have people follow along the whole case study along the way, which I believe was quite helpful. People love it. People love to do that. So, all right. I think That is most of everything today, but let me hop over and share the story from Crystal. So, hi, Doug, you asked for stories to share, so I thought I would share mine. So back in 2009, I started my first blog, a mom blog, which was popular, and it was nothing special, but I fell in love with online marketing. And in 2012, Crystal started a niche site about uh I won't I won't give the niche away specifically but it fit along with what she was doing for a job and she said she had a couple posts go viral over on Pinterest and it made a little bit of money. So kind of cool. And I'll fast forward a little bit. In 2019 she rebranded and basically Put a little more uh, sort of personal ideology. I think I always pr- mispronounce that word. And the previous niche, which I'm not mentioning. So when Crystal rebranded, the site took off and she really enjoyed it. And then in May of 2019, uh, a post went viral and she ended up getting a, a lot of traffic. Um, I think she said 20,000 page views over a couple of days from Facebook, from a viral post, pretty insane. And she actually got a link from NPR on that specific post. So the traffic eventually sort of tapered down, but the viral post permanently impacted her Google rankings overall. So she is earning about 600 bucks a month through Amazon and other affiliate programs plus Ezoic ads. And she averages about 20,000 page views a month. So 600 bucks, 20,000 page views. And she started a second site in 2020 in a different space, sort of like home related. It's making about $10 a month and she hasn't put too much time into it, but She's enjoying writing the content around the low competition keywords. And, you know, she's busy. She has a job. She has kids at home. So she hasn't been able to like really pick up the pace. Now, one thing that Crystal wanted to point out is she has kind of done things in the reverse of what a lot of people do. So she has been writing in blogs and she really enjoyed it. She started as like side projects. And then she got into freelancing for local small businesses. And then in 2019, she actually accepted a job as a marketing director at a digital agency. So here's the interesting thing. Most people in the space of like side hustles and affiliate marketing, they're trying to get away from their desk job, their corporate job. But Crystal use those skills to get one and she loves her job. She likes the people she works with. And if she ever wants to leave her current role, she has a lot of options now. So that is the uh, main idea. And she says, finally, thanks for all you do. And for the great content, I learned so much and I'm motivated by the success stories. She also enjoys the Fi podcast as well. That's mile high Fi, and Currently, all of her blog income goes to saving for retirement. So, Crystal, thanks a ton for sharing your story. And for you, listener out there, if you have something interesting, if, if it's some kind of success story like what Crystal has shared, or maybe you're struggling through something specific maybe you've tried a few sites and nothing seems to be catching you can you know send the story i think it's perfect for these kind of random updates that i do and people feel i guess more connected to the community even though a lot of us are listening to podcasts on our own and just hanging out uh or working in our basement like me or your home office or even a coffee shop but it can be isolating at times and i know a few people really enjoy just connecting with other people in the audience, even if it's only through hearing their stories in a one-way situation, but I'm trying to make it a two-way situation. So feedback at doug.show. Let me know if you have a story to share. I think that's it for today. So we'll catch you on the next episode. I'm back, but just for a second here. If you find this podcast helpful and you like it or you like me, please share your favorite episode with someone who could find it useful. Or maybe you know someone struggling with a specific topic and you want to help them out and I have an episode on it or maybe I interviewed an expert about it. Please send it over. It's the best way to help spread the word and it helps grow the show. And it makes me happy if you tell other people about it. So word of mouth is the the way to grow and uh, I need your help. So thanks a lot and we'll catch you next time.